Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week, First Seed Fantasy. I am Kyle Krajewski, joined by these incredible gentlemen, Zach Cole, and Mike Del Corso. Guys, what is up? Another week. Uh, preseason just took place. What What are you guys thinking? How uh, How are you guys doing, really, first and foremost? We're getting into the uh, the meat and potatoes of the offseason here. This is the good stuff. This is the hype. This is all the the good news in the training camp and signings apparently too. So got some exciting stuff to talk about today. Mike, how are you doing? Doing fantastic, man. One week out, week and a half left. You know, it can't come soon enough. This is the uh, crunch time here. I'm ready to go. Mike is uh, Mike's not talking about the NFL season. He's talking about our, our home league fantasy draft. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am. He left that out. Uh, but that's probably bigger to us currently than the start of the NFL season because it signifies <laughs> the start of the NFL season. It does. Um, but we are First Seed Fantasy. Follow us, listen to us, watch us wherever you consume your content. Uh, basically, search First Seed Fantasy and you'll find us. Uh, today on the docket, as we have the past few weeks, another mock draft. But before we get into those, some big Big signings that we won't get too in depth on. Uh, we'll kind of mix that into the uh, into the mock draft. But guys, there were some big signings this uh, mm -hmm. just the other day. That's last night. Um, Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook have finally found landing spots. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott signed a one-year, six million dollar deal with the New England Patriots, and Dalvin Cook signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets. Uh, both of them kind of entering a backfield uh, with, with a perceived RB1 that was already there, uh, kind of shaking a little bit of things up. And whether we think it's a huge uh, shakeup or a minor one, uh, we'll kind of get into in the mock. That way we can kind of say, uh, put a, a definitive ADP to that person or where they're going, where they're going around, who's being drafted ahead of them. Uh, we'll kind of break it down there. Um, so tune in throughout the mock uh, and we'll bring up uh, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalvin Cook down the line. In the meantime, both of them are employed. Um, and guys, let's get into it. Let's mock. Let's do it. Today we've got a basic 10-teamer. Previously, we've been doing 12-teamers. This is a 10-team PPR, uh, two wide receiver, two running back, tight end, flex, QB, five bench spot. Uh, PPR draft. So PPR, 10-team. Let's get into it. Zach is drafting from the four spot. Mike is at the sixth, and I'm at the eight. Let's start. Ooh, very interesting start to our draft here. We see Tyreek Hill, someone that doesn't usually creep up into that top five, go with a, the third overall pick here. All right, gentlemen. So uh, on the board here, the, the first thing kind of sticking out to me is that we are not in a three-receiver format here. We are just in a two-receiver format, which I think is uh, very important because I think that also leaves the door open for me to go a little bit heavier in the running back department. Typically, I like to focus on 
uh, wide receivers, but I think that uh, this opens up the door for me to, to grab some more running backs early. And while I do love Jamar Chase and I absolutely would love to take him with this pick, I think I'm actually going to go ahead and take Austin Eckler with my pick here. Uh, we're in a PPR format. Like I said, it's only a two uh, running, a two receiver league here. So I can afford to wait on receiver a little bit longer than usual if it was a three receiver. Um, and with Chase, I'm just a little bit worried about Joe Burrow potentially not being there at the beginning of the season and that hurting his value. So, you know, I'm looking for a slam dunk with my my first overall pick in a, in a new offense, a new um, blanking on his name. Uh, Kellen Moore led offense. Uh, I think sky's the limit for basically all the offensive weapons um, in, in Los Angeles. So I love Eckler. Yeah, I, li- I like it too. The format obviously changes things here. Um, going two and two, um, still PPR, which is really nice. But at the six spot here, uh, I'm not even going to think twice. I'm taking my boy Kelsey here. Uh, nice. I think it's an absolute lock, especially if you take away one of those receiver slots. I think that the tight end position just becomes even more valuable. So uh, started off with Kelsey. Let's see what happens here. Not bad, not bad. I'm sitting here at Eight PPR. I'm gonna go with my guy Stefan Diggs. Uh, I mean, elite talent in an offensive score, gonna score a ton of points. And wow, the other guy I was considering at that spot made it right back to me. Uh, not too shabby. So yeah, <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Uh, on, I mean, come on. I think last year he was the. I hate doing this. I should have this top of mind. Wide receiver four. I'm taking him as the wide receiver five off the board. PPR, just dude. Uh, he's going to get the targets, command them. I'm taking him. And the guy I was also considering, Saquon Barkley. Um, I was oddly considering him in the first. I think he's a first-round talent. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm probably thinking in uh, – what's it called? 12 team terms currently, but either way, I think Barkley's in for a huge year. He's got his contract. He is, he's going to play. He's going to play well. And I'm shocked. He is escaping the first round. And because of that, I will reap that reward all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to double down here. Scrolling off of what you just did. I definitely do want to get one of my backs right now. Um, starting with that Kelsey star and, and like Zach mentioned, two and two. So I'm going to keep the running back train going and I'm going to skip a few guys and get my guy. And that's Tony Pollard. I think this year with the increased snap share, um, new offense, run heavy offense, I think sky's the limit for the guy. He's sliding to the end of the second, even in 12 teams. And I think that's really, really surprising in PPR league. So uh, give me Pollard all day. That snap share is going to hit the roof, and uh, I think with it, is so is his point. So let's see what happens. Well, I'm back on the board here. I'm a little disappointed that uh, Patty Mahomes went to pick before me. Uh, in, in a 10-team league, um, Mike, I kind of wanted to just touch on this. When you took Kelsey, I think in a 10-team league, it, it makes it even more important to get a massive difference maker at one of your positions, one of your one-off positions, like quarterback or tight end, because it can really help separate you from the rest of the pack. You know, in a 12-team, two guys can get a, t- a top-tier tight end, and the other 10 guys are all on the level playing field with someone else who isn't a top-two tight end. You know, but in a 10-team, that pool is even smaller, so I think it can really differentiate you. 
that's all just to say I would have really liked Mahomes to be that differentiator on my team. Uh, but coming back here, I still see a guy that I really, really like. And I his ADP uh, was actually a little bit earlier than where we are right now. I, I guess not because we're only in a in a 10-team league here. But Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be my pick. Uh, the PPR sun god himself, uh, he's just a lock to get a lot of receptions and get the ball very frequently in this offense. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> Team one's really screwing me up here with these three running backs. Oh, it's killing me, man. I was uh, I was looking at one of those two guys to make it back to me. Huh? I'm uh, I'm tilting a little bit here, but all right. Uh, taking a look at the board, I see Jalen Waddle followed by Hertz. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to practice what I preach here, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Mark Andrews, a guy that I believe is Ooh. a positional difference maker. Um, and I think that gives me a, a top end running back, a top end receiver, and a top end tight end. So I'm very happy with the three of those. Zach, that, that's what Team 1 was thinking, too. You said that you wanted somebody at that position that would stand up. Then the rest, he got the best flex in the league in round three. So <laughs> Yes, he did. There, there you go. Um, back on the clock here, I got some interesting choices as well. Um, I'm definitely going to look receiver here. I don't want to wait any longer, really. I think I still have a shot to get some top ten talent here. Uh, and I'm going to go Chris Olave. Um I really love that sophomore year boost that these receivers see. I think he's getting a very slight uh, upgrade at QB. I don't know how well Derek Carr's been. Yeah, I say slight only because Alave still saw the volume and the production even with um, a backup QB, which I think more than anything just shows the talent of Alave. Um, I don't know how much better Derek Carr is going to be. He wasn't all that great even with Adams last year in terms of efficiency. So I'm not sold on Derek Carr yet, um, but I am sold on Olave. I don't care who's throwing him the ball. I think he's a focal point of that offense. So I like my uh, three-position start here. Bold. Very bold. I mean, I love the Olave pick. I'm just saying bold for down talking Derek Carr like that. Um, <laughs> I'm here on the board, third round, 308. I'm doing it. Jalen Hurts, uh, first of us to take a QB. Um, I, I feel like late third. I mean, I talked about this in the last video. Uh, late second, I mean, in 12 team, late second is where I feel like those Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are kind of floating. And I feel like that's inc- like great for them. So to get Hurts late third, I'm a fan. Uh, get that locked in QB starter every damn week. Uh, he's going to ball out. He's going to have another huge year. Um, and, guys, I think it's time we talk about it. Uh, just <laughs> because right now, Brees Hall is on the board. or I mean, queued up next pretty much. And Ramondre Stevenson just went at 309. Um, let's start with Brees just because he's next. Uh, Mike, I want your thoughts on Brees going early fourth, late third, um, where Dalvin Cook is now part of the team. Uh, we know Brees Hall is aiming to play week one. I think it was announced that he will be available to play week one, uh, but still a ACL tear uh, coming back from that um, from last season. What are you thinking? Yeah, so Brees, Brees is an interesting thing. Um, 
Just figured out the news Dalvin Cook signed yesterday to a one-year deal. So it's an interesting thing. Brees Hall was already going in the third round. Um, obviously, this is 10 teams, so I think the situation changes a little bit. But I think eventually, like, like you mentioned, our draft is in a week and a half. Most drafts are going to happen over the course of the next two and a half to three weeks. I think it's going to change. But I would say that Brees Hall's ADP should be in the fourth, fifth round, somewhere in the bunch there. And I also think that Cook should also be going in the fourth and fifth round. I mean, if you want to talk about running back tandems, you're talking about the two best running backs on any team in the league. Um, so if you think that like the Chubb and the Hunt worked for all those years, um, if you think that Gibbs and Montgomery is going to strive this year, um, what other tandems? I'm probably forgetting some here off the top of my head. Um, but this is the best running back tandem in the league by far. The only reason that I would have Cook slightly above Brees Hall in any of these drafts, I think, is one, two things stand out to me. Um, bridge deals. One-year bridge deals for running backs. We've seen the, I guess, boost that the running back sees he's playing for a contract, you know, um, whether the volumes there or not, I think he's going to strive in the offense with Rogers. He's just going to catch probably four to five passes a game. I think each of them could have four to five catches a game. Um, and then two, I'm giving him the slight bump because of the ACL recovery for Brees Hall. Um, we see how that goes for all these different running backs. Um, obviously last year, like JK Dobbins came back and kind of looked like, his career was about over that that first game running the ball he looked like he had a broken leg still or something you know it didn't look great and he did eventually recover I don't know how that's going to be for Brees obviously we haven't seen him in action yet probably won't see him at all in the preseason I'd assume um, maybe a few practices here and there maybe some live action in the last game I want to see it and see how he recovers but if you're giving me Dalvin and Brees Hall, I would say ADP should end up fourth, fifth round as like an RB2. And I think if you really hit it well, you can get the better end of the tandem uh, of the two. And, and for that reason, I'd probably go Cook and I'd aim for him in like the fourth, fifth round. I like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, Dalvin is still, I mean, if you're drafting today, which I doubt you are, uh, considering it's Tuesday at 9.30 and we won't be posting this till two days from now. Um, <laughs> but Dalvin Cook is probably floating in uh, sixth round, maybe seventh-ish, uh, just based on draft ranking right here. Um, I picture that shortening uh, in the coming week, week and a half. Uh, maybe in the fifth, sixth. And as we get more, I guess, news and kind of coach speak around uh, how the two are going to be used, um, I think I, I think I lean differently than you. I think I lean in the Brees, in Brees's position or towards Brees, uh, at least for the larger part of the season. Um, quite honestly, though, I think this is a backfield I'm going to stay stay away from. Uh, but obviously every backfield has a value I put at it and I'll take some of them at some point. Um, but Brees, I think is my preferred one season long. I think Brees takes a, I think with Dalvin Brees can take his time coming back. 
Uh, and I think that's kind of what the Jets' intentions were with this, uh, to allow Brees to make his way back at his own pace uh, to get 100% uh, and not rush him. Uh, so that's why I think Brees, maybe the first few weeks of the NFL season, is a little bit slower. Um, not 100%, but Dalvin probably kills it. Probably has 80% of the back, the, the back workload. Um, that's where I'm leaning. So I want Brees season long, but for like to win week one, take Dalvin. Um, but that's not why I draft. I draft to win the season. Um, so I lean, I lean Brees, but you know, um, probably a backfield I'm overall kind of leaning away from. I really don't have much to add to that. I think you guys nailed both points. And I, I think, Kyle, you mentioned you draft to win, not draft to trade away. But if that was your thought process, I think Dalvin Cook will be a great midseason trade candidate after we see Brees Hall start yeah. to get some some legs underneath him. You know, Dalvin's going to pop off for maybe 15, 20, 25 points in those first few weeks. And people are going to be chomping at the bit to get him. And I think he's a guy that you can say, all right, I'm comfortable trading him away because you know that that tandem is coming in the future. Absolutely. And then uh, mini tandem, um, less of a discussion or I guess a dis or disagreement here, uh, but Ramondre Stevenson with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, right now, I mean, we he just went at the back of the third, um, which I personally feel is cheap, uh, but that's probably because of the huge jump of uh, wide receivers that went before him. Uh, I think Stevenson, I don't think his stock should decline at all. I think Zeke is more of a goal line or um, short yardage kind of addition to the Patriots where Ramondre, I mean, statistically wasn't successful at that last year. Um, so I think Zeke kind of steps in to take that role from Stevenson where Stevenson can still be uh, that receiving back and the, the big yard kind of guy. Yeah, that that I'm gonna double down on. I think even even in um, a ten team league, like you see Stevenson going towards the end of the third, I'd assume that even in twelve teams, he's still gonna fall end of the third, maybe early fourth, um, mm -hmm. most likely depending on how your league feels about him. For me though, I'm I'm in the same boat as Kyle on this one. I'm not really scared. Uh, I know Zeke as well as anybody watching him for the past how many years, and I could tell you confidently. The guy has no legs left. I love him to death. He could not make it through games last year and stay even at like 80%. Um, you know, and that's what happens when running backs. They start to deteriorate, especially when you abuse them in the first few years of their career. So um, I don't think Zeke's a threat at all. Yeah, he'll probably get some goal line reps. He'll probably do exactly what Damian Harris did last year to Ramadre. Damian Harris started the year. He had a few impressive games, I think even some 100-yard games, if I'm not mistaken, where he, he did look really good running the ball. But, you know, the third down back is not going to change. That's for Madre. And PPR leagues, that's all you really care about. If this was half-point PPR, if this was standard, then, yeah, I mean, you're probably taking Stevenson in the fifth, sixth round at that point, to be honest with you. Because I do think that Zeke, it is a strong possibility that Zeke could have more touchdowns than Ramadre. Uh, on the season. I think it's very possible. I don't know if that will happen. Um, we obviously saw it happen in Detroit last year. No one expected it. So I'm not ruling it out because Zeke could be the guy that has three carries, three touchdowns every week. Um, 
But I'm taking the third down running back in PPR, not blinking an eye. So I'm on Kyle with this one. I see I see a lot of uh, similarities between Zeke this year and 2017, LeGarrette Blunt, that year where he randomly had like 18 touchdowns for the New England Patriots. Uh, he's just going to be that battering ram that Bill Belichick's going to throw in on the two, three-yard line, and he's going to expect a touchdown from him. So I, I think that for Ezekiel Elliott, I, I think you guys both nailed it. It's going to be more goal line work, short down and distance work. Um, and I think Ramondre is still going to differentiate, differentiate himself as a valuable option, especially in PPR formats, because you can see here, Zeke isn't going to vulture any targets from Ramondre Stevens. And last year, the most targets Zeke had, in the, or the most catches Zeke had in the game was three. And Ramondre had games of eight catches, nine catches. And so uh, he's clearly a trusted source of receptions out of the backfield. So I think that with that, he is still going to be completely safe in fantasy. And I think you can draft him with confidence. And if anything, it's just lowering the price tag on him by bringing Zeke in. People, Other people will be scared. And I think you can still draft Ramondre Stevenson pretty confidently. Bingo. I think that's the kind of the the sum of it. Uh, take advantage of the dip on Stevenson. Don't fear the addition of Zeke. Yep. Mm-hmm. That one's a lot easier to decide than the other one. That's for sure. <laughs> Very much so. All right. Let's get back to drafting, boys. I'm sitting here. I've got a wide receiver running back in QB. I'm not itching for any wide or any position in particular. I see two guys that stick out to me. Um, I'm going to nail down this running back room and take Jameer Gibbs, uh, who I think was kind of the next uh, next best running back available on the board. Um, kind of filling out my starting running backs and feeling very comfortable there. I like it. Good construction. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add a receiver here. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go with a little D-hop. You know, a uh, lot of speculation on him this year. His ADP, for some reason, hasn't changed much since he signed with an NFL football team. Think about that. He still was going around the fifth, sixth round and really hasn't changed that much. I kind of skipped on some receivers to get him here. If I didn't touch him, it is a 10-team, um, but he still would have went in the fifth round. So I'm not really scared of D-Hop this year. I don't care who the quarterback is throwing to him. It's never mattered. I don't think it's going to matter now. Health doesn't seem to be an issue with him. I'm all in on D-Hop. Give me, give me top 10 upside and a floor of wide receiver two. I like it. I think we're getting a uh, an elite-level receiver in the fourth round. Uh, I like it, Mike. Uh, coming up to my pick here, I, I really, uh, I'm feeling like Thanos with with all the Infinity Stones right now because it's all falling into place. Um, I'm going Lamar Jackson. I'm stacking Mark Andrews with with his man Lamar Jackson, and I, I'm just gonna say that all of the offense that comes out of that Baltimore offense is gonna be on my team, and and that's just that's that's a dream to me. So uh, I'm I'm happy to stack those two guys together. Uh, and coming back around here, I'm taking a look at a couple of the top guys, and I, I like some of the options here: Keenan Allen, Aaron Jones, Amari Cooper. Um, even taking a look further down, Terry McLaurin, Damian Pierce. Uh, preseason princess so far, uh, DJ Moore. He's also sitting here on the board. 
Um, but I think I'm actually going to address my running back position here before it gets too scary by the time it comes back to me. Um, and it might be a little bit of a reach, and I'm actually okay with that in this situation. You know, yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders here. I, I think he's another guy that could see a decent, a healthy amount of, of PPR work. Um, and I, I think that he's just a, a nice compliment to Austin Eckler. They're both clearly the, the go-to option in their, in their respective backfields. Um, the other guy on my, on my radar there was Aaron Jones. I really had to kind of stop and think about that, but um, I'm happy with Miles Sanders. Yeah, Zach, uh, I'll tell you what, if this was a week and a half in advance, that's one of those picks where I take the closest thing next to me and I chuck it at you from across the room. <laughs> that's one of those. Uh, Sanders is definitely one of my sleeper running backs this year. You're talking about a bell cow running back um, in, in a system that really did give some numbers to Deonta Foreman last year, who has been shuffling around the NFL now for a few years. Um I think Sanders is, is definitely going to be the bell cow there, including third work or third down work, goal line work. He's one of my sleeper backs, and I definitely was excited to take him. I don't have a, a huge difference between him and Jones. I'd be happy with either one, and, and that's who I'm going to take here is probably Aaron Jones. Um, I would prefer Sanders a tad over Aaron Jones, um, and I was looking running back there, but at, at least I got one of them. So. Oh, back here, I've got my two running backs. You guys just followed up with two running backs. Ooh, a receiver that I haven't drafted much of, but I'm a big fan of this year. Amari Cooper. Ooh. I mean, I, come on. Give me a, a full offseason of him and Deshaun Watson working together. Uh Last season, last half of the season last year, kind of under their their belt working together. Uh, Amari Cooper comes in. He has the history of being a quality, uh, uh, productive receiver, wide receiver one in Cleveland. I'm in. Give me some. Give me some Cooper. Uh, I don't have nearly enough of him that I would love to have. Uh, I'm high on him, but I guess not high enough to keep drafting him. So I'm happy to take him there as my wide receiver two in the fifth round. And I'm back. I'm back, baby. Um, mm. I like both of these guys, three of these guys, Dobbins, Judy, and Pierce. Looking at my flex spot is basically what it's looking at. Um, I like Pierce. I like what he showed last year. He's a little just a – He's going to get the ball. He's going to run it. Uh, you know what you're getting with Pierce. Um, Moore actually had a very interesting play in the preseason. I'm intrigued. You know, I'm going that way. I'm going DJ Moore. Uh, I, he wasn't even one of the first guys I mentioned there. But Moore, I mean, a stud when he can be. Uh, now with Justin Fields, let's hope that the two of them can make that leap together. I love it. Nailing down the flexes here in the sixth round. So uh, I'm, I'm doing the same exact thing here. Um, I do I, – I am very – I'm undecided. You know what? You know what? I lied. I lied. I'm not going flex here. I'm going to get Trevor Lawrence. 
Um, this is a thing we kind of talked about in the last video as well. And, and Zach, you really did sell me on this year. I think he is the last one in that elite tier in, in those front, what is it, uh, eight that are going. Um, and I think he really is the last one um, that squeaks in there. And, and I wouldn't want to go too much further without a quarterback, especially at a 10-team league. So uh, I think I'm getting an elite one there. I'll take him over my flex. Great pick. Great pick. That is good stuff. I like I like that. I mean, I was eyeballing Lawrence. Obviously, I have Jackson here, so I wouldn't have doubled up. But um, I really like that value. I think that's awesome. Okay. Uh, taking a look at the board coming back. Um, I'm really not sure where to go here, fellas. I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Uh, obviously at the top of the board, Jerry Judy is catching my eye. Who's another guy that I think could be a very, um, high end PPR pick this year. And it, you know what? I think that's where I'm going to go. Cause this next chunk is mostly tight ends, um, followed by a, a couple of running backs coming up. So I'm going to play the, uh, the ADP game and hope that these guys make it back to me. So I'm just going to go ahead, seal up my second wide receiver spot. And I'm going to go with Jerry Judy here. So we see Madison came off the board. Godwin, uh, team one loves him. Team one, backs, man. Oh, oh my cow. god, that's, team one. That's a juggernaut. Come on, there. draft <laughs> a receiver. All right. So the board did turn around, and uh, a couple of those guys I mentioned did come back to me here. Uh, interestingly enough, Dalvin Cook is in this chunk here. Um, I expect his ADP to still rise a little bit, like we've kind of been talking about, but. I'm actually going to stay away from him at this point. I'm not really uh, in love with, with that game where he might be the guy, he might not be the guy. Um, I'm going to look to seal up some extra running back depth here uh, for my team. And I'm going to take a guy. I've taken a whole lot of James Conner this offseason, and I'm actually going to go elsewhere with this pick. I'm going to go ahead and take Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers is a guy that I really think um, could explode this season and could just have a fantastic year. I think people are kind of sleeping on him a little bit because of the, I don't know, the weirdness that happened at the beginning of the season last year where he and Sean McVay like hated each other for a few weeks. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, to end the season, this guy, he was over 15 points in all three of his last games. Uh, I'm sorry, he was at 14.3 in his in week 17, but he, he clearly established himself as the guy in that backfield. And if he's, if he's the starter every down, I mean, that's, that's great value in the seventh round here. Yeah, I, I love the pick, too. Um, and like I said last round, I'm going to actually take my flex here like Zach just did. And I am going to go running back. Akers was definitely one of the guys I was looking at, um, but I'm definitely looking at Connor just a tad above him. So that's going to be my pick here. Again, um, you're kind of getting into this tier here where you are still looking at some bell cow running backs. Um, such as Madison, you know that Madison's going to be at least the bell cow to start the year until uh, something says otherwise. Uh, you got Camara, obviously same situation, um, even though that one could change a little bit. Akers and Connor are definitely the last two bell cows that you're seeing on this list here. Um, maybe not, maybe not necessarily. I actually see a few names down at the bottom there that could get time, like James Cook and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take my last flex here uh, in a league where there's only two starting receivers. That means there's a lot more to them to take later on. So I'm not really stressing about it too much. I'm going to get my flex as a running back here and probably fill in receiver next. Yeah, I'm 
loving the wide receivers in this range. I mean, Pittman, Lockett, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, all five of those guys I'm insanely happy with in this range. Uh, Mike Evans, too. Holy cow. Um, Mm -hmm. Because of that, I should, theoretically should double up on both, on receiver. And I think I'm going to kind of lock in that wide receiver depth. Um, Really, I'm just going to take – I'll take Pittman. I like him, and I like his potential relationship with uh, Richardson more than, I guess, the other guys. And I know I'm going to get – QB1. Yeah. Fine. Name the starter. And this is what I love to see. These were the three I kind of wanted to make back to me. I'm going to shoot for upside, which could be any three of them. Uh, Give me Kirk. No, give me Mike Evans. Uh, I mean, (laughs) Evans could be uh, the guy. Uh, I think he, I personally think he's going to be the guy in Tampa. He has been for years, um, no matter who the quarterback was, whether it was Brady or any dude before him. Uh, give me another thousand yard, thousand receiving yards from Evans, and for my first bench pick, love it, love that depth. Yeah, now Evans, you, you can't vote against him. And I only I went like this only because now I get my stack, and I was looking Christian Kirk the whole time. <laughs> I really don't have them too far off. I actually do have a slight edge to Evans between the two, um, but I'm going to go ahead and take my stack at my wide receiver depth here. All right. Um, coming back to me, let's see, Christian Kirk followed by Jordan Addison. So looking at the board here, uh, man, I can't say I trust Mike Williams. I just don't really love that experiment year in and year out. So I think I'm going to avoid him. I I never really like to go this running back heavy, but I think I'm going to go running back again here. And I think I'm going to take a a guy who we can proudly claim to be a post-hype sleeper in the absolute highest degree, and that's Javante Williams. Uh, He's going to be my pick here. I, I think, again, he's a guy that, we really, he has this stink on him that he's just not reliable, much like Cam Akers. He's not the guy, blah, blah, blah. And he could wind up being the guy in this offense. And I, I love Javante. I really, really do. So especially in, like I said, the ninth round or the eighth round here, um, when you're taking guys like Cook or Pacheco who have some more question marks around them than I think Javante, a healthy Javante does. So Love Javante there. Now I'm finally going to go wide receiver. I'll, I'll, I'll bite the bullet here. And what do I see? A, a guy that I love staring right back at me, um, Dr. Seuss. Uh, Jahan Dotson is going to be my pick. He's one of my favorite sophomore wide receivers. I, I think he's got an immense ceiling with uh, Sam Powell, who I think is going to take this offense to uh, another level. And I think Eric Bieniemy is also going to force the, the uh, commanders to – throw the ball a lot more than they've ever ever really have in recent memory. Uh, I mean, reports have been coming out. He's super intense, and he's demanding this high level of, of performance from his players. And I think Dotson's the kind of guy that could rise to that game. So I love Dotson. I, I think he could be a PPR guy as well. So um, I, I'm digging him here. 
Yeah, I, I really like the pick too, and um, I, I don't want to hone in too much on your last pick, but what you said about Williams, I mean, Sean Payne was able to utilize Camaro all those years in the passing game, so yep. let's see what he does with a healthy Javante. So I like that pick there. Um, right here, I'm going to go receiver again. I honestly was thinking Traylon Burks, but I have D-Hop, so that is a no-go. And another receiver I was honestly looking – um, was Michael Thomas, but I have a lot of it. So two guys that I kind of crossed off my own board there accidentally, um, but right in that same tier with them, I also have Brandon Cooks, um, who's going to be my pick here. I think he is going to step in, and he is going to play an important goal line role this year, I believe, um, especially coming out of the slot for us. So I think Brandon Cooks does have a lot of potential in this offense, um, especially play-action offense, which it's supposedly supposed to be. Um, I think it should open things up in Dallas, and and we'll actually uh, finally have a true number two in Dallas now. All right, guys. I need a tight end. And I'm going to go – you know, I'm going to play the gamble. I believe Team 9 is going to take a tight end because he also needs one. Mm. And I'm going to be very happy with either one of these guys that falls back to me and Evan Engram and Pat Fryermuth. So because of that – I'm taking David Montgomery. Uh, yep, there he goes. Uh, took David Montgomery. I think he could be uh, and in tandem with my Jameer Gibbs. Even better. Um, I, I mean, the two of them together are going to be RB1s. Uh, like, I think we're going to see Jamal Williams and Andre Swift that we saw last year in Montgomery and Gibbs. And quite honestly, I think it's going to be uh, a little bit elevated this year. Um, so uh, give me Montgomery, give me the goal line work, give me some between the tackles kind of running that Montgomery is great at. Um, especially with my Gibbs, love that stack. And you know, if anything happens to either one of them, you've got a top tier RB1, uh, locked and loaded. And like I thought, Evan Ingram was drafted, so that leaves me with Pat Fryermuth, which thankfully. I think maybe one of the first drafts I do on this channel that isn't taking Evan Ingram. So give me <laughs> Pat Fryermuth. Um, he's going to get his targets. I think that is almost guaranteed. And at this stage, at this stage in the draft, you want that guy. Oh. You want that guy that's going to get the targets, get the volume. Um, and that's all about. That's all what Pat Fryermuth is about in this offense. Mike, I can't imagine what it must be like not having a top end tight end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking about it here. It's a little thin. I don't know if I want to wait any much longer here. Uh, you know, um, it's yeah, interesting with the pick, too. I mean, look at all the decent, like, actual <laughs> top 10 tight ends that are going late here. Um, in this kind of tier here, like it, it really is perfect. If you were looking late round tight end, I think this is really a good year to kind of just actually wait, wait, wait. Um, so yeah, in this situation, this is probably where realistically I'm looking tight end here if I don't end up with Kelsey. Um, but because I did, it's a no brainer. Uh, I'm going to just keep stacking depth here. I'm not going to touch quarterback or tight end. I'm going to go. Uh, with Brian Robinson as my back. Now, him and Gibson are another tandem in the NFL this year that I think could see a boost because of coaching. 
I think Bieniemy is a genius. I think he was able to make it work with Jet McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when he was a rookie, and and just a lot of like smaller backs, not really workhorse backs. And I think that he has something in Washington. I think he could definitely do some with it. So tenth round depth. Why not take someone that could potentially be uh, have a floor of a uh, RB two in a top twenty four? Yeah, definitely. And and Mike, you mentioned the workhorse back, and we saw what it would look like last year when he got there with Pacheco, and Pacheco took off. So uh, I think that's a great call and a great analogy that you drew there between the two. <sighs> All right, I, I need to work on some depth with my team here, and I, I'm going to focus mainly on the wide receiver position. And we have talked about in the past uh, so-called lottery ticket picks, and we generally refer yeah. to rookies as being lottery ticket picks. And uh, I'm going to take a guy here who has been a little bit of a, of a preseason darling as well, um, garnered some hype and had a couple of nice catches and stuff, uh, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. So if, if he can play to his ceiling, um, he's going to just be a monster this season. And uh, I think that that's a steal in the late rounds. And I got sniped here with one of the guys that I wanted. I wanted to grab Zay Flowers, who I think is just going to be a PPR machine. But obviously that didn't happen. So I'm going to go ahead and pivot um, with my pick here. And, of course, there's no there's no wide receivers on the board. <laughs> um, Odell, Elijah Moore, Cortland Sutton, none of those particularly inspire me. I am warming up on Elijah Moore a little bit, but I'm going to stay away in this scenario. So I guess when all else fails, just take another running back. Uh, I'm going to take my dude, Khalil Herbert, who I think could just be uh, an yeah. absolute steal in round 11 at this point, or round 10, presumably in your 12-team drafts. Um, he, he In the preseason, he was the guy. He was got the first reps. He had an explosive uh, an explosive play down the sideline. He just seems like he's, he's being severely underdrafted right now. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. Round ten and on, that's that's the uh, the gold that you're you're hoping to find that that'll basically yeah. make or break your season at that point, or or make or not break, uh, is what I meant. Um, but yeah, here, um, so I did get one of my top quarterbacks that I mentioned before in that top tier, um, but I am gonna go with a backup quarterback just to kind of highlight um, a later round quarterback that I really like this year. And that's Kirk Cousins. Um, I think without a potential strong running game, I think it's going to force them to open things up in that offense a little bit more. Um, now, everybody is well aware that the Vikings are really just a play-action heavy, like run first, pass second team. And it's starting to shift um, over the years. But I really do believe that they're going to hone in this year on just letting Kirk Cousins kind of loose a little bit more, let him get Addison going. Um, let him get Jefferson just to be the best receiver in the league. Um, and I, I think it's going to open up things for that offense. Without that solid run game, I want to see what happens because I know that there's going to be a shift on that team, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. So I like Cousins as a late-round QB this year. Cousins is probably one of my favorite late-round QBs. Um, you've got, I mean, you've got him. You've got huge upside in Richardson. Um Richardson is a shot in the dark, though, but a great one if it pans out. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, I mean, Rodgers is still sitting here. Geno Smith could have a similar year as last year. Um, 
All that being said, I'm taking a running back. Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I, Zach kind of touched on it with Javante Williams, uh, just kind of vibes with him. But I picture Williams kind of taking his time coming back too. Um, no rush for him coming back in Denver. Uh, just, I mean, they went out and signed P. Ryan and Sean Payton loves, uh, ha- has mentioned his love for P. Ryan. So uh, I'm taking him. And I think the true winner of all the running back signings that took place uh, the other day. <laughs> Bless you. They want a chain. Um, I, I mean, the real winner to me personally of the signings of Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott is a gain in Miami. Uh, that just kind of points out that no true threat is coming to Miami at, at the RB position. So for these kind of late round uh, running back targets um, that could have huge upsides, huge, huge swings in productivity. um, He's my guy kind of just like, let's do it. Let's get a rookie running back. Uh, If he pans out, heck yeah. And if not, it's it's a late round pick anyways. Um, But he's somebody that I'm quite confident can kind of take the role in the, in the Miami backfield for his own. Yeah, that's that's another uh, you know great great handcuff there. Um, I can't believe you did that to Zach though. That's great. <laughs> taking his handcuff, man. Um, yeah, I uh, I want to add some depth as well here. Um, looking at my team construction, let's see what I have. I have I have four running backs and four receivers. So let me get another receiver here. Um, and right away, I'm looking at the list. One name stands out above the rest. I'm going to take Corlin's son. I think this Denver offense, you really just don't know what's going to happen with the receivers this year. Um, obviously, Judy led the way last year in terms of targets, um, efficiency, overall everything for the most part. Um, and then, sadly, you got Tim Patrick out again for the second year in a row. So, you know, new offense, new OC. I don't know what's going to happen. I know that Russell Wilson sucks. Everybody still talks about his comeback season. It's not happening. It might happen in Madden 24. It's not happening in real life. But I do think that the team is in a situation where they're not going to be a great team. They're in a rough division. I think they're going to be throwing the ball around this year, you know, and and we'll see about the health of Javante. He's obviously going to get some action coming up here in the preseason. We'll see how that looks. We'll see how P. Ryan kind of fits in there. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take Sun. I, I think he's got some upside. We'll see what that uh what the wide receivers look like this year and we'll run with it. Oh boy, I, I listen, I'm excited. The guy that I wanted to make it back to me made it back to me. And oh boy. I'm best feeling. That that's a great feeling. I, I'm gonna go a little weird here. It's a position we don't usually talk about taking a backup at. But I'm going to take a second tight end, and I'm going to take the guy who is sitting right here at the top of the draft board. I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid, uh, the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. I I think people are really underestimating what he can be in this offense. I I think people just kind of equate him to what uh, Dawson Knox has always been for the Buffalo Bills, but that is not what they are planning to use this guy as. And I think people are really scared of this uh, kind of stigma around rookie tight ends that they just don't produce. But I think King K has got a skill set where he's going to step into this offense and he's immediately going to become uh, a downfield reception threat, uh, a reception, uh, a possession reception threat. 
he's just going to be everything for this offense. And I think he's going to really complement Stefan Diggs nicely and finally give Josh Allen that consistent second weapon that he's always been looking for. I think the Bills tried to push Gabe Davis into that role a little bit last year, but we kind of seen that Gabe Davis is a vertical threat. That's like his thing. But I think Kincaid can kind of be that Mr. Do-it-all that this offense needs. So I think getting that kind of production out of a tight end that could be potentially a 12th rounder is is worth the, worth the risk and worth the bench spot. Worst case, you cut him after a couple weeks. So I, I really like taking that flyer on him late, especially if you don't go early tight end. Great, great flyer. Great flyer at the tight end position. Uh, I think he's kind of a guy that you can probably skip this uh, Schultz and Komet tier uh, and jump on Kincaid. Uh, great pick. Great, uh, great depth. Great backup at tight end. Weird, but good pick. I'll do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, those, right, those, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, quick, quick thoughts on your squads that you, uh, you kind of came away with. Well, I, to start, I mean, I definitely like both of your teams better than mine. I, I could confidently <laughs> say that. Um, I think. I think looking at your team, Kyle, I really love your receivers. You kind of honed in on that like wide receiver gold zone this year, which in 12-team leagues is going to be like anywhere between like four to six-ish, something like that, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But I think you really honed in on it. I mean, two receivers to start, and you have a choice between those five. That's probably the hardest thing that you're going to have to do. It wasn't even the draft. It's going to be picking who to play every week, but – um, hella choices there. That, that's a beautiful thing. You're running backs. You basically locked up one backfield for the entire year, and you're, you're relying on Saquon, which, like I mentioned earlier in the video, I love running backs on bridge deals. They got a lot to play for, uh, and he just signed a one-year deal again. So I, I, I absolutely love the team. I mean, your true RB1 is your quarterback. That's probably the best part about all of it. Um, nailed Fryer Muth late. And then on the opposite side of things, I mean, Zach locking down QB tight end, um, absolutely like a beautiful thing to have in a league, especially with only two receivers. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is the one, Judy Dotson and Johnston to switch in as the two. And it looks like Zach's team will probably flex a running back most likely. Um, mm -hmm. He's got four bell cow backs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Javante is a little bit different because there are some rumors about P Ryan getting in there, maybe third down wise. Um, but three bell cow backs. I mean, with, with a, a quarterback tight end stack. Yeah. I, I definitely like your teams better. That's my thoughts. If that, right there. <laughs> well, well, I can't blame you. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to put a feather in Mike's cap because I, I, I like his team a lot. I, I really think he's got a really nice solid foundation with, his running back core of Pollard, Amari, uh, Amari, uh, Aaron Jones, and James Conner. And, I mean, just the, the cherry on top is Travis Kelsey at tight end, who's going to get him points week in and week out. Yeah. So I, I like your squad, Mike. I really do. Yeah, Mike, the – I mean, your two receivers, four, really. Um, pretty solid. Great depth with uh, Cooks and Kirk. I mean, you've got James Conner as your your flex piece there. Not bad. Um, kind of dig it. I will say though, I think I'm going to side with Zach's squad here. I think he's got, I mean, you got, I'm on Rob Andrews Jackson, I, solid picks three through five. And then then on, it's just great. Um, 
uh, fan favorite of mine. Thank you, gentlemen. That means a lot. <laughs> I wish I wish this is what it's going to look like for those 12-team leagues, too, you know? That would be really <laughs> nice to have that many choices. It would be, right? I noticed on this board, too, I want to mention quick, there are a lot of teammates going in the same round as each other. And that's always the hardest thing in the world. Um, I mentioned this in, in a ton of previous videos, but two years ago uh, when Jamar Chase was a rookie, our very own Zach took him in the ninth round of the draft, definitely won him the league. And also in the ninth round, I took Tyler Boyd in the same exact draft. And it's kind of just that uncertainty that you really don't know what's going on. Like obviously Jamar Chase was the whole thing with he can't catch and you know, all right. that weird stuff that was going on. But um, teammates going in the, the the same round, and I'm looking at the draft here. I, I pointed it out to myself before and totally lost where it happened. Um, but even if it's not the same round, like very similar or very close to each other, like you see Lockett and then um, same exact round, you got uh, JSN. That's going to be a very interesting thing this year, you know. For years and years, everybody sleeps on Lockett, and now is this the year that you don't sleep on him uh, with, with a teammate that's coming in, a rookie, or is this the year that you should sleep on him? You know, that that's going to be a tough one. Um, I've seen some drafts as well where you see Evans and Godwin going very, very close to each other. Um, where did it happen here? Godwin went two rounds earlier in this one. Um, but, again, very, very difficult conversation. Um and that's that's probably the the gist of it that I see off the top of my head here. But teammates going in the same round is very very hard, and I think there are going to be some situations of that this year. It's going to be interesting to see how people kind of go off of that. Um, and my last point here, I'll wrap it up. Um, another thing with the tandems, um, Detroit's running back tandem led the NFL in points fantasy points to running backs last year. Why is Montgomery going that late? You know, this is a 10 team, yeah. but if, if Jameer Gibbs is going in the fourth round, why is Montgomery going in the ninth? You know, I, I think that should be a lot closer than it is right now. And I do think Gibbs is talented and volu with volume, he could definitely breach the top 10 for sure. It's possible. Um, but why so low on Montgomery? You know, you saw what Jamal Williams did. I'm giving the nod skill-wise to Montgomery. Um, to, to do the same job that Jamal Williams did last year, but better. So I don't know why he's going so low. I think that that's a that's a tandem that should be a lot closer than it actually is. Um, but yeah, just wanted to point those things out. The board was really interesting. I like the draft here. Uh, I can't wait to see what this looks like in a week and a half. So I can't wait to see what this looks like in uh, a week. I mean, we're recording on a Tuesday. Uh, mm -hmm. Who the heck knows how this will look just this weekend? Uh, right, after a week of preseason games, yep. Yeah, add in another week of preseason games. Add in another week of training camp. Uh, we get the real trickle-down effects of these two big signings, and uh, things are going to shake. Things are going to continue to shake, and the this draft will look completely different in a week, and that's the beauty of it. Yep. Speaking of preseason really quick, do you guys have anybody that you're keeping an eye on over this next week or two of preseason games? I think my big one is Kenneth Walker. Um, I think I saw today that he's looking really good and really healthy. 
but I want to really monitor that because he's a guy who I was previously in, interested in, but the recent injury scared me off a little bit, but I think I'm kind of jumping back on the bandwagon. Uh, so he's someone I'm keeping an eye on. And I'll add in, uh, I can't stop watching James Cook uh, highlights and hype pieces uh, throughout, <laughs> the, throughout the preseason. I'll say mine is the uh, the Chicago Bears, just in general, their offense. I want I like to see what Fields is doing. I like to see uh, how DJ Moore fits in and the running back situation because I find myself being very interested in a lot of their uh, general draft positions. Yeah, I like it. Definitely, definitely like a lot of question marks with both of those situations there. Um, I would say for me, um, it's probably going to be the Eagles backfield that I'm really going to hone in on. I feel like that's such a big question mark. And, I mean, talent-wise, I mean, you're giving the nod to Swift, but I don't know what the team's thinking, you know, and they got a bunch of guys there. I have saw reports today saying that Gainwell is definitely the guy. He's getting the first team reps. I saw another report saying that Swift is the guy. I saw that Penny is working in on third downs. I mean, I don't know what to think. And, you know, maybe preseason doesn't have those answers. Maybe that's going to be a week one thing, which would definitely be frustrating. But I'm going to I'm gonna try to take as much as I can away uh, from the preseason, see what I can get from it. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I'm studying headlines and – hype pieces like buying into the buying into the camp hype right (laughs) all hype that i can find and see i'm consuming uh and accepting it so i am high on every single person and it's great (laughs) wait till you see hard knocks you're gonna be even more in on the jets this year i i'm already not so I hope I hope they they flip that switch. We'll see. But all right, that was that was another mock ten teamer PPR. Thank you for tuning in. Um, follow, like, subscribe. It means a lot. It helps us out um, in more ways than you know. And thanks for tuning in, Zach, Mike. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.